temperance, Latin, temperare, to mingle in due proportions, to qualify. Temperance is here considered as one of the four cardinal virtues. It may be defined as the righteous habit which makes a man govern his natural appetite for pleasures of the senses in accordance with the norm prescribed by reason. In one sense, temperance may be regarded as characteristic of all the moral virtues. The moderation it enjoins is central to each one of them. It is also, according to St. Thomas Aquinas, a special virtue. Thus, it is the virtue which bridles concupiscence, or which controls the yearning for pleasures and delights which most powerfully attract the human heart. These fall mainly into three classes. Some are associated with the preservation of the human individual, others with the perpetuation of the race, and others still with the well-being and comfort of human life. Under this aspect, temperance has for subordinate virtues, abstinence, chastity, and modesty. Abstinence prescribes the restraint to be employed in the partaking of food and drink. Obviously, the measure of this self-restraint is not constant and invariable. It is different for different persons as well as for different ends in view. The diet of an anchorite would not do for a farm laborer. Abstinence is opposed to the vices of gluttony and drunkenness. The disorder of these is that food and drink are made use of in such wise as to do damage instead of benefit the bodily health. Hence, gluttony and drunkenness are said to be intrinsically wrong. That does not mean, however, that they are always grievous sins. Gluttony is seldom such. Drunkenness is so when it is complete. That is, when it destroys the use of reason for the time being. Chastity, as a part of temperance, regulates the sensual satisfactions connected with the propagation of the human species. The contrary vice is lust. As these pleasures appeal with a special vehemence to human nature, it is the function of chastity to impose the norm of reason. Thus, it will decide that they are altogether to be refrained from in obedience to a higher vocation, or at any rate, only availed of with reference to the purposes of marriage. Chastity is not fanaticism, much less is it insensibility. It is the carrying out of the mandate of temperance in a particular department where such a steadying power is acutely needed. The virtue of modesty, as ranged under temperance, has as its task the holding and reasonable leash of the less violent human passions. It brings into service humility to set in order a man's interior. By transfusing his estimates with truth and increasing his self-knowledge, it guards him against the radical malice of pride. It is averse to pusillanimity, the product of low views and a mean-spirited will. In the government of the exterior of a man, modesty aims to make it conform to the demands of decency and decorousness, or honestas. In this way, his whole outward tenor of conduct and method of life fall under its sway. Such things as his attire, manner of speech, habitual bearing, style of living, have to be made to square with his injunctions. To be sure, they cannot always be settled by hard and fast rules. Convention will often have a good deal to say in the case, but in turn will have its propriety determined by modesty. 
other virtues are enumerated by St. Thomas as subordinate to temperance, inasmuch as they imply moderation in the management of some passion. It ought to be noted, however, that in its primary and generally understood sense, temperance is concerned with what is difficult for a man, not in so far as he is a rational being precisely, but rather in so far as he is an animal. The hardest duties for flesh and blood are self-restraint in the use of food and drink, and of the venereal pleasures that go with the propagation of the race. That is why abstinence and chastity may be reckoned the chief and ordinary phases of this virtue. All that has been said receives additional force if we suppose that the self-control commanded by temperance is measured not only by the rule of reason, but by the revealed law of God as well. It is called a cardinal virtue because the moderation required for every righteous habit has in the practice of temperance a specially trying arena. The satisfactions upon which it imposes a check are at once supremely natural and necessary in the present order of human existence. It is not, however, the greatest of moral virtues. That rank is held by prudence. Then comes justice, fortitude, and finally temperance.